So mental health is crazy. And I obviously say that facetiously because you got to be so careful with it. I got something to talk about. This world is messed up and crazy. How I'm supposed to know? How I'm supposed to show? Afraid you see me, then afraid you let me go. Somebody paid me the way. I'm just trying to grow. Start the fire, let them see the smoke. I definitely never get into the business of calling anyone crazy, um, especially depending on why someone would think they are. The first instance that comes to mind is the whole Kanye or is it yay situation. I was told the other, maybe it was yesterday. I was told that it's yay now. It's not Kanye anymore. But um, Trevor Noah had a had an interesting stance on that, where he said on one of his behind the scenes things before he left the show, he said that it's not right that a lot of news outlets will put him on interviews and put a camera in his face when he's expressed that he's not taking his meds for his mental issues, his chemical mental issues, and then be surprised when he says something that's maybe a little out of pocket or not, you know, the most correct quote unquote. Um, and he just said, it's sad and it's, and it's interesting. I think mental health, in all the ranges, right? From someone who's really, really suffering to someone who doesn't even realize they may maybe have a mental health issue going on is something that has gotten a lot bigger in the last, what, five years, maybe even longer than that, but it's gotten a lot bigger. So it's, it's a thing that needs to, that is talked about more and probably could even be talked about even more than that. Because like I said, really the only people... I'm going to take that back. I was about to say really the only people that are are dealing with it are people that know they have a mental issue, mental health issue. I took it back because now there are a lot of people seeking out help to figure out, you know, dive into their background and dive into, you know, their thoughts and, you know, what might be best for them. Um, I say it because, you know, I I even have therapy later today. Um and it's in and in my 26 day initiative, I've been kind of tracking, you know, some things that I set aside that I wanted to do that I thought would help my mental health. And 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 for the most part have. It's still a process. So you know, TBD, but I think really seeking out some of the things that make you happy, some of the things that really hurt you in the past and currently and in, you know, things that have the potential to hurt you in the future. Um, really taking a deep dive into your life though, you know, your routine, whether it's a good routine or a bad routine, whatever it is that you do, you know, normally and really understanding how that affects you is, is, is I think, you know, how you can look at your own mental health. I think I grouped together my mental health and my organization. I don't know that that's fair for everyone. I think I do that because being organized and feeling like I have a plan is a big part of my mental health. When you talk about what can make me frantic and, and not feel okay, it's really feeling like I don't have a plan. Like I'm quote unquote lost, like the, like the podcast I did, I obviously lean into it and embrace it. But 
as much as possible, I'd like to like to be able to, and maybe I'm just that type of person. I like to be able to have a plan and try and execute the plan and then just make adjustments as it goes. And, and, and the plan comes from things I know I want, I want to do and, you know, positive reinforcement from the past. So I think for me, I, I grouped those two together. Um, and so the, those could probably be two subjects that are discussed on their own. And that's why I try and be really careful and define that for me versus someone else, because, you know, you got people going through really hard stuff in life or have gone through really hard stuff in life. I've, I've been through some things that, that, you know, people would consider really hard. And I, and I don't even know exactly how it's affected me completely um, or, or how I, I deal with it. I think for me, as a person who doesn't dwell on things, we call it good, call it bad. I think I've just maybe glossed over those and moved on. And I don't know if that's healthy or not. I, th I think I'm able to function. And I really only think of those things or, or, or yeah, the, the hard things that I've been through. I really only think about those things when I do stuff like this or if I'm having a conversation where they come up. I don't feel like for me, those come back up all the time where I'm just sitting and thinking or, you know, now what is important to, to keep an eye on and, and be cognizant of is when those things come up subconsciously and maybe they affect my behavior and I don't even know it. Um, and that's some of what I'm talking about, right? I think that's what therapy can help with. I think that's what communicating because, because it's not always just therapy. Um, I had a, I'm saying I'm a lot. I feel like today I had a conversation the other day where I said, and this was relating to couples, but I said that I don't know that therapy is always the best first step, right? Because I think a lot of people in their minds think, okay, well, I have this issue I'm dealing with. And so I save it. I'm going to save that for therapy. They, it's great that they decided they're going to go to therapy. And, and in this case, we're talking about relationships. So it's couples therapy. It's great to make that step and that determination that, Hey, this is what I'm going to do for me or for us or whichever. But I think you don't want to discount the fact that oh, in this case, it was relationships that you can just also talk to that person, right? It may not be the easiest conversation. Um, but my argument was having that conversation before you go to therapy is going to open the doors to be more open in therapy. I think obviously you have to be very careful with conversations like that and, and make sure you're saying things the right way and the way you mean them. And, but at the same time, you know, communication is communication. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And, and I'm saying this within reason. I don't know that trying to communicate with someone positively and for the purpose of improving your relationship is bad. With that said, as I talk about mental health for one person, you know, there's, there, you know, obviously the easiest suicide to, to reference is the Twitch one, but people often say that with, when loved ones and friends commit suicide, that they, they didn't see it coming. The, the person seemed happy. Everything seemed like it was fine. I was just doing this with that person. They were just telling me about this. Right. And, and it seemed, and I haven't had those thoughts and, and, and obviously the disclaimer here is anyone that ha does have those thoughts, please get help any way it comes you call a hotline i'm about to say talk to somebody therapist whatever just just whatever it takes to 
to understand that that does not have to be the way. But I think they always say that. And I, and, and suicide's such an extreme part. Uh, well, I don't want to say part. It's such an extreme example for what we're talking about. It's even just being depressed or being sad or continuously making bad decisions or letting something bother you. I think it, you don't have to be at the point of suicide before you can go talk to somebody. And, and, and to this matter, I mean, you know, some just people you trust. You know, obviously it's very important to have people you trust and you can have real conversations within your life. And maybe, you know, going about how to do that help you know in a healthy way um and not being around you know toxic people and or situations that would use your information and you know compromise it against you but but if you do have someone that you can talk to and i feel like a lot of people do um i think it's hard you know i can definitely see where it is in those situations it would be hard to really see how much someone is there for you and how much you can trust them because um you know from what i've heard you you have a oh and that's my alarm you have a uh why doesn't it stop on the watch you know you you have a, a sense that um you know maybe it's it's not everything's not going well even when it may be going a little better than than you perceive it but but nonetheless I think the first step can be therapy, but doesn't have to be therapy. It can be talking to someone you trust and opening up and allowing someone to try and help, right? And if someone's opening up to you that way and you can see that they're hurting, obviously, you know, depending on your relationship, there may be a little responsibility to help. And and, and if it feel like it's too much for you and you can't help, well, then I think you do help them get to someone who could help better. Um, that being a therapist, a counselor, whatever. So this one got a little deeper than I thought I really wanted to go because I really wanted to bring mental health and it's not like I have a time limit. No one's kicking me off here. Who's even listening this far, but I wanted to relate mental health to just having a routine. Right. And, and I think it's downplayed that making sure your routine is balanced to that is healthy and not, I don't mean, you know, working out and eating healthy. I mean, it's healthy for your time and your mind and your, your spirit. Um, and healthy in a way that, you know, your routine is going to make you happy. You're, you, you're obviously going to be more motivated to hit goals and make better and make improvements in your routine that make you happy as well. Right. So I think finding those balances are really important. I think you can't sit there and make and think you're going to make change where the first change I can think, I think it's stair step into what I'm talking about, but where the first change is just all sacrifice. There's no pleasure in it. Um, you know, the, the, the results are slow because I think you're just going to fail. I think you're, you're not going, you're not allowing yourself the opportunity for success to, to ease into what you need. And, uh, without fail i'm able to tie in the marathon mentality once again you don't you don't finish a marathon in the first mile in the first three miles in the first five miles um you can't sprint 
the first mile expect well you can't sprint every mile thinking that you're going to finish this marathon no there's got to be a strategy and in this instance i think the strategy is making sure you ease into making difficult sacrifices and or decisions and or change at your pace right and you can ask people for help you can you know research information on how to do that best depending on what exactly what exactly change what exactly it is the change that you're trying to make um but but yeah i think you know take a look at yourself take a look at you know how happy you are how sad you are um what what would make you the best version of yourself the happiest version of yourself what what gives you the best opportunity to make the changes you want and uh and use that information and and you know move forward so like always thank you for listening um suggestions back to me feedback back to me come hop on one if you if you want to um let's talk thanks so much